I, I, I launched four businesses and uh, <laughs> I learned it's an instrument you've never heard of. It went extinct in the 16th century, but I learned it myself. Hello and welcome to the Are We There Yet podcast. My name is Max and as always I'm joined by my co-host Ines. Hi Max. Hello, how are you? Hi. I am well and I've just read the most amazing good news you want to hear. Uh, yes, yes I do. I okay. like that you're diving straight into it. I'm fine by the way. Of course I'm glad to hear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so listen to this though. Imagine if you're an elderly person that you are in, obviously, at high risk of contracting the virus, um, and you also live in a high-rise care home. How would you physically navigate the entire building in order to potentially see your family? Well, you I'm, don't know. I'm not Superman, so I'd struggle. Yeah, every, so everyone's struggling. <laughs> Until in Belgium, this maintenance company deployed a fleet of cranes to sort of pick people up from their high-rise homes um, and reunite them with their families. So if I wanted to see grandma, I'd get in like a cherry picker and this dude would just kind of pick me up and float me in front of her. Yes, and you would also get to ride on a crane. It's kind of like my dream come true, really. No, me too. Yeah, it's kind of cute. I'd, I'd, I'd be up for that. Mostly for the crane. Yeah, because otherwise, yeah. like, grandparents can't hear you when you're two feet away. Imagine being like, six feet in a crane you're gonna have the oh. same conversation for the first 10 minutes hello grandma what it's gonna be that the whole time <laughs> the whole conversation would be about hello grandma i'm on a crane and she would go i know and it would be amazing <laughs> a real bonding experience and that's all the connection you would need belgium has been kind of kicking ass because i sent you that uh, that video of those belgium health workers oh that was cool who turned their their back on was it prime minister of belgium yeah, I think yeah. So. turned up to a hospital and they all lined to greet but then when the car pulled up they all turned their back because funding was cut and they didn't provide adequate ppe mm -hmm. and this is a country as you told me because i did not look it up myself uh, this is a country with 9,000 cases. Imagine a more innocent number. But well, weirdly, I mean zero. Belgium has one of the highest death rates per cases. So, like, their cases are quite low, but their death, right, death rates are quite high. So is it's, it a cold? Maybe. Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe. I, I don't know the exact reason, but, yeah, it, it is weirdly high. But uh, very brave thing to do. Also very brave to get into uh, a crane to go see old Ethel. I don't think... You would do it in a heartbeat. I would. I'd do it right now. Yeah, me too, me too. Get us a crane. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's your best news story yet. Yeah? Very better than the vaccine, okay. Don't Loving mention, the, mention the, the vaccine. Scale of values. Internal, internal. Also, <laughs> full disclosure to listeners, I do have to pretend that like that's the first time I'm hearing that news. We've been speaking for, what, an hour and two hours before doing this actual recording? Yeah, I think it might be, yeah, two hours. I think it's two hours. Yeah, everything's been said already. Nothing is new. <laughs> we have nothing else to say to each other, so we're like, should we, should we do a podcast? Yeah, at least record it. <laughs> Make life a little bit easier. Um, 
the purpose of today's episode, first of all, thank you for joining us on this episode. How rude of me. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much Hi, for joining everyone. us. Um, thank you very much for listening to the, the previous three episodes. Last time we spoke to uh, Kiara and Cal about government controls and how they were viewing the world. You guys very much liked the conversation that we had, and we very much appreciate you listening. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can follow us on Twitter at awty2020 my god i remember that off the top of my head how good am i or very thank you or subscribe to the podcast are we there yet on all major platforms please leave five stars subscribe it helps us keep going and doing all the good stuff that we're trying to provide now i don't know if you've realized this this is halfway through the series is it it is and after this episode we'll have four left and then we're done with each other Amazing performance. I was a little choked up then. I don't know if you heard. I mean, yeah, no, I heard, and I'm very moved myself as a person with a very short attention span. I am amazed at myself. It's amazing that she remembers who I am each week. No, I know. I very much appreciate it, by the way. <laughs> um, so this week's episode, we're talking about productivity. So we've spoken about media consumption, we've talked about governments and media consumption, but then there's this big thing hanging over us around productivity. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about productivity from an economic standpoint, we're talking about personal productivity, because this podcast is all about the people and how people are coping with things. So when we mention productivity, it's that line that people are drawing at the moment of, oh, you've got all this free time, you should be, you know, learning another language, you should be developing this new product, you should be opening a business, you should be working out, you should be doing all this stuff. I know. And then there's the other school of thought who's like, get off my back, Chad, I want to sit and watch Netflix and get fat. Those are the two schools of thought. Yeah. So can I start here with uh, one of those tweets that did the rounds? Honestly, I think everyone can hear here, I have no patience for this. Um, that was saying, if you don't get out of this, having learned a new language or built something or done, like planned your side hustle or whatever, I know, I put a pin in that, um, then time was never your problem, it was discipline. Harsh words from random internet stranger number two. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Who is number one? <laughs> Me. Okay. Um... Can I quickly take that pin out of that uh, side hustle? Yes. So the term side hustle originated long before this, with, with your with your Instagram hustlers and your get rich quick and all of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Ponzi schemes. Exactly. Pyramid schemes, the works. We love them all. We don't. Um, they they were always there. Side hustles have always been there. And now they're and they've always had kind of a guilt mechanism attached to them. But ever since Corona and the lockdown, that guilt has kind of been amplified. Now, I'm going to argue productivity in a second, but where, why do you think it's fair for people to criticize others purely based on their own success or merit? Where has that oh culture come from? Mm, excellent question. Okay. So, um... First, on the side hustle thing, it's like it's not even enough to be hustling like with your main thing, you have to have a second one, which, okay, like I have some, but it's not a moral obligation. So I think this whole of productivity guilt um, comes because of, wait for this, capitalism, 
And I don't mean, okay, fine, friends, I know you're listening to me. I don't mean like the healthy capitalism that helps everyone be happy and proud of their actions. This is not it. Um, I mean that this whole sort of compulsion we have towards productivity, very reinforced by social media, um, it's kind of a measure of self-worth. I believe that humans are worthy even if they are not productive. Imagine that. And I think that this coronavirus thing thing, um, has sort of exacerbated this and it has made us think that if we are not productive and giving something, especially at a time when it's really hard to give anything, to be honest, um, then we should feel guilty. Like not only locked up, not only stressed about a global pandemic, but also guilty because we are not good enough. And why are not we not good enough? because we are somehow not being the best version of ourselves right now. Yeah, but this always existed. This existed long before. Like, it's been amplified without a doubt since Corona happened, but there's always been that school of thought of looking at people on Instagram, and we all know how social media works, that you can portray the best version of yourself and and get that kind of message across to people that you're being successful and that there's nothing wrong with your life. And then it's important to take that step back and go, people are only showcasing the good and not the bad, which did become a trend for a while, which I really loved. You'd see like fitness models and stuff on Instagram showing like, these are my angles, this is how I make myself look good. There were people being honest about finances and how much they make. And that was a really beautiful time, but it, it mm -hmm. seemed to be a very, as long as a hashtag will last, which is basically 24 hours. It was like half an hour of a trend. And then we all went back to going, yes, yes, you use all the perfect angles, but you also have to be naturally insanely pretty. So, and this is not even about beauty. This is not my point here, although I do have points. Um, but I think that here it's the, for, for me, it's the guilt. And not only because we, we are creating this society where we feel guilty about so many things, so many. Like, are you not a billionaire? Have you not founded a unicorn at age 21? Life wasted. But it's, it's especially cruel in a time of a global pandemic. This is, let me remind everyone, please. This is a thing that previously it was only sci-fi novels, yeah? Mm -hmm. So we said pandemic and it was like, oh, exotic, like space. Um, and now we are living through it. And here, it's not that the productivity guilt is, you know, at least going half. It's that it's doubling. We have to do even more because now we are supposed to have all this time in our hands. And I'm like, many people have more time in our hands than others. Max, you and I have said this before. We are lucky enough to be employed and really grateful about it. And we are very, very lucky. But still, it's not, even for people who are not employed, it's not more time. It's time that they have to spend dealing with the thing. If dealing with it is being bored in front of the TV, that's your way. You're coping with something that's happening with to everybody. Yeah. Well, this is what we said on the, the media consumption episode. It's how you get through stuff, how you handle stuff. And my argument to your point would be, I don't necessarily blame capitalism. Like, it is obviously a massive factor but for me it all comes down to social media like that that's that's what it boils down to which i know is a part of capitalism because they're all privately owned but i think that is the main root cause of the issue 
it's that comparison it's that checking stories it's scrolling feeds and stuff and i think that is what lends itself to that paranoia and that i'm not doing enough or i'm not doing this um paranoia is a great word there thank you very much it's true um but that's how i view it like i think that's more to blame than anything else like we put these pressures on ourselves and we put these pressures on each other I agree. I agree with that, but I think it's the same point because social media, in effect, is an enabler of the worst kind of capitalism. Again, I am not making a political comment here, but social media is this thing that is driving us to be the worst possible versions of ourselves. So, with social media, what we do is imagine imagine that I'm guilty about not doing a lot of stuff because, for example, I'm, I'm unemployed. I go to social media and instead of being made to feel better by other humans living through the same thing, I'm being made to feel worse because I'm hearing, oh, this is the time to, you know, push your side project or you should be writing a novel in the spare time you have. Maybe maybe not. Maybe it's enough to survive through this and get your shit together and try to be good now instead of trying to be good and rich or accomplished or whatever in the future yeah but that's not that's not how humans work that we've always put each other down we've always found a way to say i'm better than you because i've got the biggest amount of land or i've got the biggest manor or i've got the biggest whatever trend is going at the moment it's that's just who we are as people that's who we've always been you don't need society or governments to lay that upon you we do it to make ourselves feel better I can prove I'm better than Johnny X over there that's going to make me feel good and then he makes himself feel better at the expense of someone else yeah I mean I agree with that but really the humans are horrible argument is not a yeah (laughs) it's not a feel good argument it's not a feel good argument but it's true but it's true yeah it's just an an unfortunate fact and the, the one thing that's kind of been frustrating me about all of this i'm seeing a lot of articles pop up at the moment of the same headline just reworded differently all about the place over the past week or two that says why you should be ignoring pressures to be productive during lockdown why you should be content doing whatever you want to do which is a message i do agree with but also they're stigmatizing the need to be productive so take take myself for example i would really struggle from a mental perspective to just sit and do nothing hence why we have a podcast right now hence why i have a network of podcasts hence why i've been writing hence why i've been learning bass working out i need to do these things like i need to to keep myself sane i'm not doing it to like you don't see me posting about it on instagram or facebook or anything like that i need to do it and I feel like a jackass I'm talking about on the podcast, which makes me feel like I'm braggadocious, but I'm doing it to prove my point. But I need to do that for me to keep myself sane and to keep myself at a reasonably mental health level. Mm-hmm. And there's all these articles that are saying that like, oh no, you you don't, don't do the pressure. It's like, why are we stigmatizing either way? Why are we not just, why is not the message? And this comes back to your point of like, why is there no positivity? Why isn't the message just do what the fuck you want? I wholeheartedly agree with that. So counterpoint though, um, for example, in this situation, uh, my immediate go-to is not let me learn a new thing or produce something. Although to be honest, I kind of am. Um, Like I just got roller skates. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, I I cannot. They are amazing. 
Thank you, they're pink and blue. Thank you. Love them. Can, cannot do that yet, but I will. Um, but for me, for example, the, the self-soothing mechanism is lie in bed, read a nice book, maybe write something, chill with myself. Like this is the way I have of coping with the entire uncertainty. So what I'm seeing here is that while a person like you, for example, is driven to do more, a person like me might be driven to do less. So what we are saying is the balance for everybody is different, but for everybody, social media is making it worse. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that's the kind of frustration. Like, I, I personally don't go on there and see people doing stuff and being like, well, I should be doing that, because um, <laughs> there's not enough hours in the day. And I think personally for me, it, it's hearkening back to the old way of life before all of this, because I used to spend two hours in the morning traveling to work. I'd spend, I'd have an hour lunch, which I always thought was a waste of time. Just let me leave early. And then I have two hours on the way home. So five hours out of my day. So we're awake for what? It's like, a lot. It's Not a lot. Like yeah. if you're awake for like 15 hours of a day, five of those are spent traveling. Yeah. It's a waste. Are we and... having this debate because I live five minutes from my work? Yeah. You're, you're yeah. kind of the devil. So, um, yeah. I love and, it. And I try and do stuff on the train. Like, even before this, like, I would read, or even if I wasn't in the mood for that, I'd play a game or I'd watch some kind of documentary, just something that I didn't feel like I was wasting my time. Right. But still, it was a forced five hours of day that I was losing. So, now I am feeling like I need to catch up. And I remember being on those trains being like, fuck, I wish I was at home and I could kind of do stuff. And I'm kind of remembering that mindset of how I used to be and trying to capitalize on it. This makes a lot of sense. Why I'm insane? Yes. Uh, Put a pin in that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but I'm thinking like, maybe it has to do with how much time you're feeling you're losing. Like for me, Time one is time that I'm spending reading or writing. I mean, those are, or drawing. I do love drawing. But they are all kind of chill. Oh, fuck, I feel, I feel like I'm going to come out awful coming out of this. <laughs> um, or swimming or whatever. But I didn't, I, I never had such a long commute that I was feeling I was wasting my life. Although I did work in a place when I was in Athens. Um, that was one hour bus ride from my house. Now the buses in Athens were made in the 60s. Those same vehicles are in the street. They get really hot and they smell of rubber. Um, so I was the, I was going to, to <laughs> that job every day and I read Infinite Jest on the way back and forth and it took me only a month. Wow. I know. That's impressive. I know, thank you. But But, but that was... The only time I felt I had a long commute, and even then it was literally sitting on a bus reading. I've never lived in a city like London where you can live so far away and have to go to the center. Madrid, for example, like it was half an hour and I was incensed that I was so far away from my work. So maybe I don't have the feeling of losing time. Yeah, yeah, which I think, and this is the first time I've kind of done it, like I've always lived whatever city I'm living in, the job has been very close. This is the first time I've ever lived oh, yeah. outside and had to commute for such a long period of time. And again, that will be a very big adjustment period afterwards as well, um, to the point that maybe I don't go back. Maybe I just keep doing this and I I, I keep my productive thing going. Like, And I think that's going to be 
for a lot of people, a lot of people are going to have the option to say you can work from home. My work has given me that option to say it's working for you. If you want to keep doing it, keep doing it. It think, has. Yeah. And, and you I've, didn't tell me about that. I love it. Congrats. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of people are going to take up that kind of option. I mean, yeah. I would I would still come in because like I love London and I love the people. So you love Shoreditch. Yeah. Um, I think it also has to do with what you get at the end of the journey, right? So in my work, for example, I love you guys. Um, in my work, we kind of love the office. It's a great environment and mm-hmm. it's worth going there. But we have to think about the many, many people who do not appreciate their place of work and they still have to ride God knows how many buses and tubes to get there. So for those people who maybe will have the option of working from home from now on, you can only hope that doing so is not deemed uncool by Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Well, this is this is the other point I wanted to bring up of so we've talked about the before, we've talked about how it is now, but then there's the after effect. And I think the concern is gonna be meeting that dickhead that we can all picture in our head who's gonna be like, Well, I I I, I launched four businesses and uh, <laughs> I learnt it's an instrument you've never heard of. It went extinct in the 16th century, but I learned it myself. I now speak Sanskrit. Exactly. We're going to all meet that person post-lockdown. Mm-hmm. And if you are tempted to be that person, I, I implore, I beg, I plead, don't be that person. <laughs> Inside voice. Oh, no, I'll say it outside. Gladly. <laughs> but there's going to be that pressure of this post-lockdown. We've spoken about it where you meet up with people or... You sent me a tweet where you go for a job interview, you're on a date, you meet up with someone, and the conversation is going to go to, like, what did you do during coronavirus? Sitting on your couch, scratching yourself while watching Netflix on repeat doesn't paint the best picture. But if that's what you needed to do, that's what you needed to do. Exactly. No judgment. But there's that concern of judgment, which is what I'm worried about, of we're going to have a very two groups of people that are going to intersect of like, there's going to be the productive lot who look down on the quote-unquote non-productive lot, even though that's not what it is, and vice versa. And that's oh, a concern. Um, yeah, very probably. People, oh my God, I know. People are going to try and flex coronavirus. Yep. No, no. I mean, I know humans are looking for a flex every which way. Um, and this is just going to add another one that I am not looking forward to hearing about. But also I think that to not sound judgmental, as we say, we're not judgmental. It's also really cool if you want to do a lot of things. And if this is giving you a lot of creativity and you're just going, oh, my God, maybe I want to learn to sing. Please do that. Please, by all means, it's a gift to the world. Do that. But it, it doesn't make you superior to other people. Because at this point, I think we are all kind of in a fight or flight mode. Only we can't do either. We can only stay home. And yeah. so everybody should be accepted for how they cope with this, no? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it it's comes down to the individual, and I know people aren't going to take this on board, but I hope they do, in the sense of just remembering, this is the message that we put across every single podcast. It's remember the person, think outside the bubble, think outside of your group. And this is really the overall message of the series. We're trying to take each topic and then just expand it out a little bit further. Um, productivity is not your self-value. Productivity is not your self-value. And that is 
probably the most important thing you should take away from all of this. It's whatever you want to achieve, even if it's just or not achieve, it's a case of finding enjoyment. And this comes back to um, the media consumption stuff we talked about. It's going to come into the mental health stuff we talk about in mm -hmm. another episode about how you get through this. Because this is something that very few people have ever experienced or been forced to kind of live through of forced lockdown, forced inhabitation of a house and just having to be somewhere with no options. Cause like I can tell you like, my God, I've had some really, really low days of just like, I can't be fucked to do anything. Like what is the point of any of this? But you pick yourself yeah. up and you find something that brings you joy, whether that is playing a bass, whether it's doing a podcast, whether it's, playing a video game, watching a TV show, reading a book, or literally sitting, thinking. All are acceptable. I think, I think that's actually, I think that's it. Maybe we should all be trying to do things that makes us, that make us as happy as possible, because it's not a really very happy time, as everyone knows. I don't think anyone's ecstatic at the virus. Um, <laughs> well, probably some. Probably someone is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a small percentage. So nobody is having a very easy time right now. So maybe we should look at everyone doing whatever they want that that soothes them and that brings them joy. Exactly. So for example, if, if for me it's spending six hours in bed on a Saturday reading, that is cool. And if for you it's spending six hours playing bass and doing a... What else did you say you were doing? Podcasts. No, no, this is it. This is happening now. <laughs> this is bringing me joy. What do you want from me? No, me too, me too. Okay, so fine. Um, so if you want to build a shed or do whatever, or like fix your stairs, I don't know, whatever it is, if it makes you happier, it's good. If it gives you anxiety and, well, performance anxiety, actually, and if it, if it brings you productivity guilt, it's bad. I don't mm -hmm. think there's a, it's a question of producing. It's a question of self-soothing. Ooh, beautiful. I like that. Loved it. My final point to add on to that is also support. Don't discourage. Like, if someone wants to post that they're really proud that they built a shed on Instagram, don't shit on them. Because I've had, like, not offering up any information, but I've been speaking to friends and they've just been like, oh, so what are you up to? And I'm, what have you been up to? How are you keeping yourself busy? And I'll explain what I just said in the podcast. And they'll go, Literally, this is a quote. Oh, you're one of those dickheads who's like all productive and is going to come out of this like a better person. I'm like, no, I'll still be the same shitty person I've always been, but I've kept myself sane. You know what I mean? So it's like, don't just because it's becoming this this label of people so who anyone who does anything. If I went and baked some focaccia right now, I'd be labeled as always trying too hard in, in, in lockdown. He's learned how to make bread. What a twat. And it's like, no, I haven't. Okay. I'm not that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Ines was always almost done with me done. If he's baked bread, I swear to God, this podcast is over. Just make bread. One day I will eat it. It's fine. Bre bread is peace. It's bread fine. is peace, exactly. It's uh, body of but Christ. But it's true. But, but, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's support each other. Don't shit on each other. Like if someone wants to learn a new language and they found this extra couple of hours to do it, so, say well done i'm really impressed that's that's a really great accomplishment exactly it is. and also don't go to anyone saying ah oh, but are you learning a new language why not exactly. when you have all this free time 
Don't do it. They don't want to. They balance. want to do something else. Strike that balance. Strike that balance. I feel like this is a recurring theme. It really is. <laughs> Except for check your facts. Check them. No oh, balance. Oh, yeah. There's check no them. balance there. There's, there's only one one outcome. Check your Just facts. Just look at the whole article. Uh, but that's that's the takeaway from this one. It's just balance, support, no judgment. Everyone's yeah. on an even keel. We're on a seesaw. We're on a very even seesaw that is perfectly balanced. Keep it that way. That's a beautiful image. Thank you. That's beautiful. And I think we're going to talk about this when we do the mental health episode as well. But also, not everyone is having such an easy time. No. I to just go, okay, I'm going to you know learn how to plant apple trees or whatever is that a thing i don't know um the scale but fine like not not everyone is at the moment in their life where they can do such a thing some of us are really really stressed and really anxious like all of us but not everyone has the mental bandwidth at the moment to do something to improve their themselves yeah. And I think this is a key point because many times this productivity thing is about improving yourself when it should be about being the best you can be right now. Exactly. And also resources, money, time, all of these are factors yeah. that play into that kind of thing. And yeah. it's not just about lockdown. If people have this logic, and we spoke about it that they do, the side hustle game of, of talking about this outside as well like outside of lockdown it's just it's people do what makes them comfortable and i don't want to keep harking on the same point so i will i will get to a wrap up but i think we can essentially have the takeaway of just support don't belittle oh beautiful t-shirt um... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this was a nice short episode it was a me and ines chat because we do one-on-one -on -one off and the purpose of this episode was just, I don't know, I hope we relieved some pressure from some people who are kind of struggling with this whole productivity mindset and how you should be. All we ask is just that you be yourself and do what makes you happy. It's the message throughout the whole podcast. Do what makes yeah. you happy at the end of the day. And that's how you're going to get through not only this, but anything in life. Everyone try to chill as much, like however it is you chill. I don't know if you chill by doing gardening or DIY or learning new stuff, everything, all of that is amazing, including watching Netflix for hours. But try to be as happy as possible. Exactly. And that's that's another episode done. We've done half an hour of joy to the world in us, I hope. I hope everyone can chill tonight. Yes, if you're listening to this, again, as I always say at the end of the podcast, once it stops, take 10 minutes just for yourself. Sit. Literally just sit. Don't look at your phone. Just sit. And just kind of have that unwinded downtime. And it'll make all the difference in the world. Oh, that's beautiful. I hope everyone's chilling right now. Exactly. And we'll be back with another episode next week. And do you know what we're doing? What are we doing? We're doing an episode on mental health. So it's going to tie in nicely to this so one. So important. So it's... important. I feel like they're twin episodes. They are twin episodes. There's what you should be doing, but also how you can look internally to cope with this. Because, like, I think everyone is having some form, like, if you don't have a pre-existing condition, you are learning what it means to struggle with what's going on. And very, there's so many aspects of this 
that we're going to cover in the next episode. So thank you very much for joining us on this productivity episode. It has been a fantastic chat. Again, please make sure you go join the conversation at AWTY 2020. Subscribe to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasting fix. And we'll be back next time with another episode of Are We There Yet? Ines, thank you once again for being a fantastic host, and I look forward to the next one. Thanks, Max. Me too. And everyone, try to chill. Chill is the message. Goodbye and good night. Night.